Broadcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Penny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome back to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. Championship weekend is over, and the college football playoff rankings are out. Playoffs are set. LSU versus Oklahoma, Clemson versus Ohio State. We sort through your biggest winners, biggest losers, and all the controversy. The playoff is here, and we are fired up. Next on the two drink minimum, Kevin Trump. No cracking sound because the beer just exploded during the last outtake. That's okay. So, um, the beer's here. I mean, it just overflowed a little bit. Hey, what do you got over there? I have a, a Rogue Out of Line West Coast India IPA. India Pale Ale. There you go. West Coast. extra right. I. Yeah, just throw a bunch of I's in there. Yeah, we got our four teams. All right, semifinals are set at December 28th. That's two. I can't wait that long. That's hard for me. Usually every week in college football, we got games right around the corner. We have to wait three weeks to get to these games, but you're going to have – LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson. There can't be any debate about the four teams in the playoff. No debate at all. No, I don't think there can be any debate. With Oklahoma beating Baylor, LSU whipping Georgia, Utah losing, Clemson taking care of business, Ohio State taking care of business, there is really no controversy with Oklahoma getting the fourth spot. Greatest regular season in sports handles itself again it gets it settles it on the field you have the top four teams you really you had three teams that were the best teams yeah and then, and then you, then get you a needed a four team, team in oklahoma out of everybody else is the number four team in the country you can't debate it it's great you so, don't need I mean, more could, teams in it it's perfect you could chase that rabbit down the hole and and i agree with you there that if you expand this to eight teams what you're looking at is just duplicitous games like baylor you're going to put in Baylor, had their shot. Yeah, they why lost. do they deserve? You're going to put in Georgia, had their shot. Yes, I You're going to put Wisconsin in Memphis. had their shot. Memphis, they're the number 17 team in the country. All those teams, Wisconsin, Baylor, Georgia, they had the opportunity. You don't get to play for a national championship. In college football, every week matters. Rule one of college football Win your games. Win your games. That's rule one of college football. But then you got Florida. Like, would Florida be in the college football playoff? I feel like they just hung around in the cuts waiting for other people to lose. Well, schools like Wisconsin and Florida would be left out because people would want the number 17 ranked team in the country to be in the playoff. How that makes sense, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. I heard, I saw some geniuses meme or post or whatever the heck it was you say meme 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 there you go Uh, i i saw some some brilliant post that college football playoff with eight teams how we should expand it to eight teams and it was you know number two verse seven three verse six four verse five that's how that works and then one verse 17 oh yeah that makes perfect sense that makes a ton of sense because the group five team deserves to be there Ugh. Ugh. All right, I'm going to throw up. Okay, so the bigger controversy, though, that I have, we have, no controversy one through four. The bigger controversy, and we have talked about this for weeks, what an enormous win it is to get the one spot. You don't have to play Clemson. It's an extra game. It's an extra however million dollars. 
it's a extra piece of that revenue pool. That's how they do these games, right? That's how the money's divvied up. LSU jumps Ohio State. Are you cool with that? Are you mad? Is this a big controversy to you? Is this a you small mad, controversy? You mad, bro? Like, where, where are you at? Where, where they you got it right. That? LSU, number one. They should be number one. They're you were an close. Ohio State guy. I was an Ohio, Ohio State, State game all year. You're convinced. I'm convinced. What they did the last few weeks of the season, what they did to Georgia – it, they were very close, the two teams. Ohio State and LSU, very close. I would have, at the end of the season, looking at the entire season, LSU, number one. Ohio State, number two. I don't have a problem with that. I can see somebody, and maybe sitting right across me, making a case for Ohio State as number one, but no issue with LSU. The resumes for both teams are outstanding. I had LSU as, at number one the last three weeks. You know, the, the college football playoff, for some reason, would just flip-flop back and forth. It almost seemed like it was haphazardly, depending on, you know, what was in their coffee that morning, whether it was Bailey's or cream. But I had LSU from the beginning. I said I want to see what happens with Ohio State when they play these teams down the stretch. We knew they were going to play Penn State. We knew they were going to play Michigan. We knew they were going to play a good team in the Big 12 championship. I was impressed. I'm impressed enough for them to be number two. But LSU certainly played their way into that one spot. We, and I'm looking at LSU's resume, and I would go one step further than that Georgia game. Cool. That Georgia game, neutral field. They they really beat up on a Georgia team that kind of had some injuries. Not kind of. They definitely had, had some, a lot yeah. of injuries. Going into Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama in Alabama while they head to it is the most impressive win anybody has on their resume right now. I know where Alabama's ranked. I get it. You're looking at it as a you beat the 12 team. I, I'm not buying it. They beat a college football playoff team at their place with their starting quarterback. That team lost their starting quarterback and fell back to 12, but be assured, and I don't care what happens when Alabama plays Michigan and their entire receiving core is sitting. Be assured, Alabama was an outstanding football team, and to me, to go to their place where nobody wins is the most impressive win anybody has. That's that's a fair point. Alabama, outside of the controversy at the end of the first half of the Auburn game and the missed field goal at the end of that game, Alabama would be sitting there maybe for Definitely five in these rankings, except for a couple of plays. The fact that Alabama is sitting there at 13, it, I guess it doesn't matter what the rankings are at this point, but a couple of plays in that Auburn game, Alabama is maybe in the playoff getting a rematch with LSU, and they're, at worst-case scenario, fifth in the country. You, know, you want to talk about who's hurt and who's not hurt? You want to drop Alabama all the way back to 12, but keep Georgia at 5 or 6 or whatever the heck they kept them? I'll take the Alabama team right now to play the Georgia team right now on a neutral field and take Alabama. i take Alabama at Georgia. So I'll go one step further for on the road. Hey, hey, hey. Um, the other thing is LSU. I mean, you look at these wins for LSU. They beat Florida by 14. They beat Auburn by only a field goal. They beat Alabama at Alabama by five. We talked about that game. They won at number nine, Texas, and they won a neutral field game against number four, Georgia. Those are looking at the teams where they were ranked when they played them. Texas, it, it's not – I get it. It's not a game that's really worth – 
talking about or bragging about now, but do you know that LSU is the only team really anywhere remotely close to the college football playoff that played a non-conference road game against a top 25 opponent? Like nobody else played any of those guys. Nobody else played any of those type teams. I didn't so know that. LSU's resume is stacked, but so is Ohio State's. Ohio State is is a solid two seed, and that's why they get the two seed over Clemson. We'll get into you know picks and predictions as we get into some of those preview shows. But Ohio State's resume is no slouch either. And they're easy games to start the season. That you've got. FAU Conference USA champion. Love that stat. Love this stat. Cincinnati. So my notes. You've got Cincinnati number twenty-one in your final rankings. There, Miami of Ohio, your MAC champ. At the start of the season, you're not sure how things are going to play out, but you go back now and look at the teams that Ohio State played early on. Brand new quarterback, new system, new receivers, new head coach, and you're playing programs that proved throughout the season they could win games won their conferences Cincinnati is that close to being your group of five representative and they thrashed them all of them they thrashed all of those teams and when I when just go back to LSU for a size you're looking at the two teams and the 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 storyline all year was Ohio State was the most complete team I said it we said it here on Henny and Patron LSU has shown that their defense whatever happened after the Ole Miss game John Rice Plumney lights them up in that game. Since that point, they've held their last three opponents under three yards per rush, right? So their defense that we questioned has tightened things up. I love Derek Stingley. That dude is a freshman. If he went pro, he's going to be drafted very high just as a freshman right now. He's a shutdown corner. I can't wait to discuss C.D. Lamb and Stingley. That I'm already getting all tingly inside the talking pick, about Stingley. The pick that he had last weekend, it was offensive pass interference. I mean, the, the, the wide receiver for Georgia had his other arm, and he picked it one-handed anyways. Four but, of his six picks were against top ten teams. You know Big the, games. That you know they're talking play. about him playing both ways next year. They're talking oh, about him playing receiver got, and cornerback next year. got some guys to replace. The, um, but there, I th- oh, LSU has shown that they're now – a complete team. We weren't sure, but that defense, it, like Georgia was banged up. The receivers, running back, quarterback eventually. Obviously, there's things going on there injury-wise that LSU has impressed me. That was my question about them. That has been answered, in my opinion. So we're one and two resume-wise. You have to put them above Clemson. I, Clemson has as much talent, and I would not be surprised if Clemson's hoisting the trophy in a month, but Resume-wise, Clemson's was not even close to either of those top two teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tough to bet against Clemson in that Ohio State game. It's tough to bet against the Ohio State team in that Ohio State game. Ohio State's resume, like you talked about, they beat their three non-conference opponents, all played for their conference championship games. You get some credit for that. They also beat a very good Penn State team. They beat a very good Wisconsin team. They beat a Michigan State team that was 25 at the time. And they beat a Michigan team that was playing really, really well at the time. And they beat them by 20, 19. Five ranked teams they played. They win all five and win by an average of 25 points against ranked teams. Ohio Humbling dudes. Ohio State won every one of their games. Every one of their games, Kevin, by double digits. When, it, it's an undefeated team. It's it's an undefeated team. I agree. That's won every one of their games by double digits. You know when they fell. That's, that's crazy. When they fell behind seven nothing, 
That was their largest deficit of the season. Falling behind <laughs> 7 nothing in that game was the most they've trailed anybody until they fell behind 14 nothing. But that's crazy. You never were trailing by seven points all year. And you've got to look at Ryan Day and the staff and the adjustments they are able to make, the coaches, the players at halftime. 24 nothing in the second half of that game against Wisconsin in a game that you're wondering, what is going to happen if Ohio State loses this? The regular season outscored opponents 263-88 to in the second half. And they played good teams. We just talked about it. So what this team does, don't if Clemson's up on them at halftime, don't punt, don't check out of this game. Ohio State has shown the ability to make necessary adjustments. Their players are able to regroup and get back at you. That's a very good team. Three outstanding teams we have in this playoff. The fourth one we'll get into in a couple minutes. There might be some flaws. But maybe they've cleaned it up a little bit. But yeah. before we get to we got to look at the three C before we get to the four C. Let, let me just say something real quick to your point because I like the point that you made about LSU's defense playing a whole heck of a lot better. And I'm trying to pull up their last four games, who they've played. Their, I'm sorry, their last three games, who they've played their last three games. I'm trying to pull that up. We obviously know it's Georgia. We know that they also play Arkansas, Texas A&M, Georgia. So Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Georgia are their last three games. They are 27th in the country in points allowed. They are fourth in the country in points allowed over the last three games. So to your point, absolutely, their, their defense is playing much, much better lately, and that's something to look out for. That's another thing that the that, that college football playoff committee wanted to see happen in fact rob mullins on why lsu jumped ohio state to number one said it's really close the past couple of weeks we've seen an lsu defense healthy and playing better continued quality play out of joe burrow and this week we just felt that lsu deserved the number one seed so they even pointed right at the defense the defense is healthy and playing better we talked about grant delpit not sitting out but not being healthy and as he got healthy that defense got healthy and this was if you listen last week this is the one time during the season that everybody from that committee gets together and watches games so you do have to know the conference championship games are going to be weighted more did you find out whether or not they are able to have adult beverages in that room like what that room is like I was able to get some side conversations that are, they're not for air. So off air Patron, I can talk to you about that. Um, I just, I promised I wouldn't get into that, into that information here on air. The listeners, I wanted the info. I off air. We'll turn off, off the mics. Okay. I've got some great, great tidbits for you there, but uh, obviously we have, I don't Number three seed is Clemson. It, it, you can talk about that. They might be the best team, but you have to be fair here. When you look at those one, two and three teams, your win over UVA is your best win. Texas A&M, the best at 7-5 and five team, I believe Mike Gundy called them uh, today, the best 7-5 and five team ever. I don't know about that. I have to look into 7-5 and five teams. Now I'm going to be up late tonight looking at 7-5 and five they teams. They played a tough schedule. They it's... played a brutal schedule. Mike Gundy said that, though. Aren't they playing each other in a bowl game? Yeah, I mean, if A&M, Mike Gundy Oklahoma said State? that, then it's tough to go against that, man. I get distracted as he's talking. His I believe he said it. His hair but... was yeah. fluttering in the wind beautifully. In the and last... there was no breeze. That like was the Bedlam. crazy part. He, does he have a guy that walks around like with one of those little mini fans that yes. blows the hair? 
as he's trying to coach. Little Fabio moment over there. Fabio, that's a good. That's a good for the young listeners. There you go. You're yeah. connecting to him. Well done. Uh, you went over UVA. That's your your best win, maybe A and M. So Clemson at three. They're that's loaded. They're going to be. They, they are loaded. Are, man, they're, they're so loaded. good. That's I, I. It's it's one, the two and the three like Ohio State and Clemson. To me, that's the best. Besides for the national championship, who we don't know who it's going to be. When you look at all the bowl games, and I don't know, there's like 150 of them. When you look at all the bowl games, that is the best bowl game. The most excited I am for a bowl game is that one. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a college it's, football game. Man. It's unbelievable how how many good players are on that field. Oklahoma, that's a good win. That's a good win. Is this team in the college football playoff by default, though? You know, like Utah loses, Georgia gets boat raced, and you pull off a nail-biter versus Baylor's third-string quarterback, and you get in. Are they the fourth-best team in the country? I don't think so, but you you have to put them in. There's no other team that you put them in that you could that you even could Put them put over them. The teams that you wanted to discuss and debate with Oklahoma didn't get it done. Utah it choked. Done. Alabama didn't beat Auburn. Oregon so, choked. Oregon and yeah. didn't beat Arizona State. Right. Those I mean, teams Herm that, Edwards, her, you play to win the game. You play to win the game. Hello, Kevin. hello. So, you know, everybody else choked, and Jalen Hurts got it done. Oklahoma got it done. Speaking of their defense has been playing better, that's another team whose defense has been playing better. They I were agree. putrid at one point, but they've been playing better. They are looking at a couple numbers you probably have in front of you, but Oklahoma 24th against the pass this season. That's what Georgia was. They're 32nd against the run. That's better than Alabama. So the defense that we have been kind of poo-pooing all year – they held Chuba Hubbard 104 yards. That's better than every other FBS team he played. They didn't really play him against one of yeah, the Yeah, but like they the put like schools. nine guys in the box. But still, Chuba Hubbard, was everybody was doing no that against wide him. receivers. Everybody was loading up against that guy. The defense is better than we gave him credit for. It's a big upgrade over what they've done the last it's couple of years. It's not hard to be better than how much credit we were giving them. That's, that's another fair point. But last year, they finished 101st defensively 68th the year before so this is a defense that has been improving that was alex grinch's job make this defense better that's been the weakness jalen hurts he can throw that knockout punch he has that ability if you let them hang around he is good enough that guy has been in the playoff every year of his college career oh, yeah, he's big game guy he's a big game guy it'd be tough to do bet not that want guy. to let him hang around because i don't think this could be a situation LSU's where he's got to get up and get up early and just run away from him nobody wanted to play clemson so you wanted to be the one seed doesn't that mean you lose to the four isn't that how it works when you're trying to line up you want to dodge a team I don't see it in this situation, but they, yeah, that's I mean, how that's, it plays that's out. Murphy's right? law. That's Murphy's law of how, how it goes. Kevin, championship weekend, your biggest loser from championship weekend. You got to be talking about Utah, right? Yeah, we. But I was Johnny you, Utah. We loved Utah. We sound like idiots now. We, we, no, you did. I, I, oh, oh, easy, <laughs> wrote, easy. Look, I thought watching Utah. That's a tough team to to disregard that run defense was great Ty, uh, Tyler Huntley and, and Zach Moss were playing at a high level that was a that is a really good team 
they did not show up to play in that Oregon game. And if they show up to play, I'm not going to say if they show up to play, they win that game because that's taking away from the Oregon squad who played really well and is also a very good team. But that was not the Utah team that I've seen all week. It, it almost seemed as though they thought they had it in the bag and they didn't show up ready to go. And that's surprising because Kyle Whittingham has to be one of the best coaches in college football. Like the Ducks were just going to roll over, nothing to play for. We've got this. Like I go back to what like the, our breakdown for the game, right? It's like Utah's run defense, C.J. Verdell can't finish games. There he is in the fourth quarter, just nail in the coffin of the Utah season. A couple minutes to go. 70-yard run. Yeah, guy, well, how about I texted you? And a 31-yard touchdown run with two minutes to go. Well, well how about I texted you? Uh, Tyler Huntley throws that TD pass in the third quarter. They pull within eight. And I text you, whew, I think Utah's going to pull this one out. Down eight. Like three, <laughs> three seconds after I text <laughs> you that, Verdell rips their heart out with a 70-yard run. Just gone. You know, it – so part of me says they didn't show up to play. The other part of me says, you know, is is that the Wisconsin-Ohio State effect? You remember we were talking about Wisconsin where we said Wisconsin is a physical, you know, really talented team, but when they go up against a team like Ohio State who has that amount of team speed, they just can't hang, and it's a terrible matchup for them. You know, is this what Utah's dealing with with Oregon? Is it that Wisconsin-Ohio State effect? Is, did you see any of that where you just said Oregon is so much faster, so much more athletic than Utah? They showed it in that game. They looked like they were. The Arizona State loss soured my view of Oregon, and it was an overreaction to that team. Defensively, Oregon, yeah. we're so trained to think about I was offense. having a bromance with Justin Herbert at that point. I, I mean, I, I was all in on Justin Herbert at that point. The, the Oregon defense is – outstanding and that's going to be real fun and we started talking about the bowl games and you look at the rose bowl i was watching utah i was disappointed but as i watched him play i was like they are not one of the top four teams in the country i wanted to see him get in the playoff but that's why i love this sport they settled it on the field we watched it you played oregon oregon took it to you you're not good enough to be in the playoff i wish as i watched that game i wish oregon would have come into that game with an opportunity to reach the playoff because defensively die breeze our boy cave on Thibodeau I want to watch them play in some in a playoff game at Justin Herbert I Justin Herbert CJ Verdell I want to watch those guys play because that would have been fireworks as well Oklahoma LSU is going to be fireworks that's going to be fun I I would have liked to see the Ducks in there I think they bring a little more defense to the table and that would have been a fun. You can't game. lose against but, Arizona State. You got to win every game. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to take care of business. Honorable mention: biggest loser has got to be Georgia. They're a bridesmaid again. It's got to be getting frustrating over there. But is Kevin? Is it just a product of being in the SEC East? I mean, is the SEC? Well, they've East gotten in the playoff, right? I mean, they've been in the once, playoff. They got once, once, and lost. Once and lost and didn't get to the national championship. They, but they keep going to the SEC championship game and losing. But this team. Fully, and they're consistently an overrated team, if you ask me. They weren't fully healthy. I, you get to this point of the year, most teams are not. What I liked, what I saw from Georgia in that game was what we talked about. They're not taking chances. They're not throwing the ball downfield. First play, Fromm does it. Guy drops the pass. Mm -hmm. You look at that first drive, and we can get into the Virginia-Clemson game 
same kind of thing. Clemson far superior, so I think over the long haul it wouldn't have mattered. But that first drive drops a pass, pass just out of bounds, short hops one right in front of the receiver. He had guys open and was very close. Maybe that changes the game. They were trying to do something different at the start of that game. Their best receivers aren't playing. Their only real option in the first half it tears his ACL, unfortunately, early on. Swift was I, – I, I haven't read into what his injuries were, but I think he had two carries in the game, something like Sh- that. It was shoulder. I think it was a shoulder. So they he's not 100%. A, a, a fully healthy Georgia team would have been – Great for us to see against LSU. They weren't. They tried to do what they could do, but they just they couldn't keep up with LSU. It was one giant Heisman highlight for Joe Burrow in that game. But Georgia didn't have the guys available to keep up with them. They needed all hands on deck. They weren't even close to being yeah. able to compete with that roster of LSU. Yeah, and and, and blanket chip missed a kick from the left hash. Yeah, he had two in misses third. in that game, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, left hash. What I we I, I told you three weeks ago. Don't have that guy kick from the left hash. No, I know. You know who I didn't think was a loser last weekend. I don't. You should tell me. You know who I didn't think was a loser last weekend. And you're gonna you're about to heap the you love Baylor onto me. Are you gonna but say Baylor? I don't think Baylor was a loser last week. I I understand that they had an opportunity to get to the college football playoff. I understand that that was there for them, and they didn't get it done. But this is a team that was 1-11 two years ago, had an amazing season, and they played the way that they played in that game. And I get you get like the tie-in where they get the Sugar Bowl or they get – I forget what, even what the Big 12's tie-in is because they don't usually play in the Sugar Bowl, I don't think, do they? That is their tie-in. You're the, bowl, you're the Henny and Patron bowl expert. So re- regardless of that, though, they – I, they legitimized their season in that game to me. They clearly have the Big 12 Coach of the Year. They clearly it was no fluke. The first half of the Baylor Oklahoma game was no fluke. They're a very young and talented team. They're on the map. They have a real good shot to beat a, a Georgia team in the Sugar Bowl. Who I see when you're talking about who's going to rest who, that Georgia team's going to be resting more people than them. So I don't see Baylor as a loser, even though they didn't make the college football playoff. I like how you say re- they're going to rest guys like it's the team's choice. What? The guys are going to be are training gonna somewhere. They're yep. going to be the leaving school. Biggest um, winners from last weekend. Obviously, you're looking at Oklahoma. You got any other ones that are the biggest winners from last weekend? I, if you look at the teams that make the playoffs, your big winners, what Oregon and Wisconsin were able to do in their games. I know Wisconsin lost, but I didn't know which way. I don't know how the Rose Bowl is able to pick their teams, but that's pretty uh, Any cool. of them, yeah. I mean, they could have taken Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, so you're, you're right on there. Go ahead. And that's I mean, I think if you look at the teams playing in the Rose Bowl, there are big winners. Uh, just to go back to Baylor for a second, you know Baylor's first game next year? No. Tell me. Lane Kiffin. And Ole Miss. And Ole Miss. The Rebels get to take on Baylor. Could in that there first be two game. different dudes than than Matt Rule and Lane I, it, I'm such a college football junkie that I'm already like, you can look here, look at the phone here, week one, week two. I've already started that nonsense. But um, Baylor, they they did have their chance. It would have been interesting if they won. Oregon versus Baylor could have been in discussion with how strong Oregon looked in that game. If Baylor beats Oklahoma in overtime, what are we looking at there? But the Lincoln Rally decision to punt the ball. 
that was a great move. The punter, yep. outstanding, puts him down at the one-yard line yep. right there. But that was a gutsy move. You're thinking Lincoln Riley, this offense, they're going to go for it. I thought they were going for it at that point. I, that was a very good decision by Lincoln Riley. Worked out for that team, but he's trusting his defense, which we thought was a weak spot. He, closer to the team than we are, I believe, knew what was going to happen there. Defense is going to get the job done. Third string quarterback in there for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, outside of a that three kid played big, well. That three kid played big well. plays. That Baylor had three big plays in that game. Outside of that, the Baylor offense did nothing. Uh, Oklahoma th- shut them down. Charlie Brewer was not doing much. Second string because Charlie Brewer got knocked out. Yeah, second string quarterback came in. They had to pull him because he did nothing. He and couldn't that, walk. That third string kid did all right, man. He had a couple nice plays. You're the, right. He had two nice plays. You're right. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, a couple nice plays. That's yep. what I said. Hey, he's got them there in overtime. Do you know they ran 56 plays and gained yards on 22 of them? Yeah, they were all Woo! third string guys. Oklahoma was just in the backfield all day. Biggest winners. So the other biggest winner that I have is obviously it's Memphis. They get to the New Year's Six Bowl. They win that. They stay ahead of Boise State. But the other biggest winner that I have, and you have uh, Wisconsin in yours, is I have Penn State slash the Big Ten. The Big Ten has to be ecstatic the way the college football playoff and the way that the bowl season ranked out. They have a college football playoff team and two New Year's Six teams. They will draw from the revenue pool on all of those. Pinstripe Bowl with Michigan State, Outback Bowl with Minnesota, Holiday Bowl with Iowa, and the Citrus Bowl with Michigan. You ready for that? You ready for this? Those are four of the biggest paying non-college football playoff bowls at $4.4 million, $6.4 million, $6.5 million, and $8.2 million, respectively. That's the game. It's split between the two teams. Big nice. Ten yeah. killed it with Can't the bowl wait. season. Can't wait for the pinstripe bowl with Michigan State. <laughs> Who are they even so playing? So excited. <laughs> We're, we'll get fired up for that. All right, you're going to get fired up for that, A, because you're off, and B, because it's football and there's nothing else on, so you're going to watch it. The pinstripe bowl could be in my backyard, and I'm not going to watch it, Patron. Okay, That's I know my you... line. That's my line. You say, you say line. that about zero bowls. I, I say that about about musical artists. I said Billy Joel could be playing in my front yard, and I would close my door and go in the backyard. You don't like the piano man? <laughs> okay, so we have the uh, pass. We have the peach bowl, and we have the fiesta bowl. Oh, we're going to let's, bowl talk. All let's right. talk about those bowls. We have a couple other bowls that intrigue us, a couple of the New Year's Six bowls. We each have a couple of sleepers to talk about. Let's, if, if it's all the same to you, let's talk about those on our next episode. Oh, okay. That's it for this evening. That's all for tonight. You can check us out on Twitter at Henny and Patron. Come on back. We're going to go through the college football playoff games, the New Year's Six games, and Henny and Patron are both going to reveal a couple of games that they have that we're looking at that we find a lot of interest in. But we're going to end that tonight. Save that for tomorrow. Check us out on Twitter at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify, Anchor, and Stitch, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. A special thanks to our brewery tonight, Rogue, for their tasty out-of-line West Coast IPA. You're out-of-line. I am Dan Patron. He is...
Kevin Hennigan. <laughs> Kevin Hennigan, and this is the two drink minimum. You're out of line. Cheers. Cheers.